Another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. And yes, it's that time of the week. It's Melanie Walker here in Johannesburg talking to Jenny Baxter in Antibes in France. And we're going to be talking all things Safrican, of course, because that's what it's all about on sapeople.com. It's about what you are doing here at home and about what people who are South African are doing abroad. And what is happening abroad at the moment, Jenny? Um, how's it, Mal? Uh, lots is happening. In America, the Grammy nominations have just been announced, which was very exciting because there's two South Africans. Woo-hoo! And in my little life, I went to Monaco on Friday for the National Day. And that was a little bit sad because, of course, Princess Charlene is not there at the moment. Mm-hmm. And you could feel the, her lack of her presence because, you know, in all the shops, there's the photo frames of her and Prince Albert. And so, yeah, it was, it was a little tinged with sadness. Theo Khaleesi's in Germany, in, in Switzerland today, mm-hmm. getting shown around by Roger Federer. So he's, he stopped off there on his way back to South Africa after the rugby. Uh, there's the rugby just happened oh. in England. So, yes, yeah, so there is lots of South African stuff happening abroad. Let's not <laughs> mention the war, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of controversy. I mean, poor old Russi is really coming for it. And I love all the memes of, like, Russi going and taking his place up in the rafters above Chickenham or wherever it was. Did <laughs> I you see, it was really funny. And did you see how many people were wearing Russi masks? <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> Showing their support for him. But now, of course, once again, the ref of that game is under scrutiny for making some really bad calls in, this, in the second half, towards the end of the second half, which might have cost the, the Springboks the game. But you know what? I mean, you know, let's not take it away from the British, although we'd rather, um, <laughs> we'd even rather that the Australians beat us than the English, let's put it that way. <laughs> Says she, the expat of England, of course. I <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I'm very much, I'm, my blood is green. It will always be green, and I will always be behind one of the best loose forwards in the world ever, Rassi Erasmus. <laughs> that's how it goes. Okay, but I mean, obviously the main rugby aside, because of course, I mean, that's always going to be our, our first point of call, I think, is the fact that uh, so many councils have got DA mayors, including Johannesburg, thank goodness. And I mean, all the infighting, the bun fights that have been going on. But and, wasn't you know, that so person- interesting what Action SA and the EFF did? I loved it. Yeah. It was like watching a movie, the twist in the plot, how he, not abdicated, he withdrew. <laughs> yeah, he withdrew yeah. from from the mayoral Herman Mashaba yes. withdrew so that so that the DA would win because the yeah. DA would not go into a coalition with them. So they secretly decided on on that plan instead, which still puts the DA in that position. Yeah. And it's amazing how many people are like, oh, yeah, good luck, DA. And especially Musi Mayani, I'm like sitting there and going, oh, is this a case of sour grapes? <laughs> That's all I put. Whenever I see, I just comment. I have all these little things and like, oh, Herman, when are you going to be announcing your coalition with the EFF? And Musi, oh, a little bit of uh, sour grapes happening there? Yeah. So I, I, I have to put my little kind of snip in every now and then because, you know, I mean, they're both DA and obviously it's a, a thing now. Excellent. And I... They were DA, yeah, both of them, him and Herman. So especially when you're privy to the background machinations of what's happening in the political parties and who's doing what and who's, you know, I won't say the word, but you, you find out a lot of stuff that a lot of people are not but aware of. You know what I loved, which which could just be political talk, but it really was powerful, was mm. when Herman Mashaba said, country first, 
politics last. And and their whole plan had been to make sure that the ANC didn't get in because yep. because unfortunately, as as much as there are good ANC people, the ones in Johannesburg had been a little corrupt and things have fallen apart a little. So they were on a mission to not let the ANC win. And I did I loved that country first. I mean if only everybody would just put country first. Yeah, no, well, that's one thing I did like about Herman in the times that I, I kind of, when he was still with the DA and I, I got to meet him and go to the functions he was at, I was very firmly behind him. I have to be honest. I, and yeah, it was a, it was a thing, but let's not get into that. Okay. So what else have you got? Um, you were talking about uh, the Grammys. So tell us more about the Grammy nominations with two South Africans happening there. Yeah. So the DJ Black Coffee. He got a nomination for a subconsciously. So, so it's been nominated for Best Dance Electronic Album. And Walter Kellerman, and I was just talking to him in America just minutes ago. He has been nominated for Pangea, which he did in collaboration with David Arkinston, an American composer. Uh, so it's really exciting. Two South yeah. Africans there. Making and if smart. anybody doesn't know who Walter is, I mean, he's the flautist, yeah? Correct, yeah. At the yeah. moment, he's calling himself a, a flute painter because if you see his latest video, it is stunning. Filmed three hours out of Melbourne in like a desert kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and the music is haunting and beautiful as usual with him. But, but they, they create art with the sand. So he's, oh, yeah. amazing! Yeah, so he's calling himself. A, I'd love to. I'd love to get him and Kaylin Thompson into a room together. Kaylin Thompson, of course, from the band Naked. She's also a flautist and self-taught with saxophone and keyboards and p- percussion and everything. And she also, she, I mean, she worked with Brian Eno over in France. He flew her over to come and play flute on one of his albums. I mean, can you imagine having them, them having a flaut off? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that oh, would nice. be amazing because she's also very much that kind of like. Not just her hard ethereal. rock music that she did, but also she has the most incredibly amazing ethereal stuff. And she would give Keith Jarrett a run for his money when it comes to playing piano and her compositions. I mean, I'd love to have the two of them in one room together. Maybe we should organize that. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. I think you should in. definitely suggest it. Yeah. So, so he's won before, remember 2015? Yeah. He won for collaboration with an Indian composer. And he, of course, also won a Hollywood award, a big music award for, um, I think it was Hollywood Media Music Awards with the Lovo Youth Choir. Yes. Yeah. So, so holding thumbs for both of them. <laughs> yes. Big, everybody knows who Black Coffee is. I don't think how many, I wonder how many people know about Voter Kellerman. Yeah. Uh, I'm on his mailing list, so I'm very aware of him. You know, Black Coffee has okay. been on, on the billboards in Times Square. I mean, he's mm. really done well. Whoa. They, they yeah. both have. I remember the days when we had bands that were going over to the Far East. Didn't cinema go over there at one stage? Remember with Jared Asenheim? Well, he's now yeah. Asenheim. Jared Aston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mike Todd and Chris, they, I'm sure they had a big hit somewhere over in the, the uh, Southeast Asia. So really? South African bands did really well over there as well. I wonder how Black Coffee is doing over in that part of the world. Yeah. Okay. So now, what's this about PCR tests that aren't so expensive? Oh, just just letting the expats know that there's been a change in the wording, and so they don't have to. It's it's all on the site. I don't know all the details. Um, Claire gave them to us from the UK, and it's 
basically that I think the PCR tests were costing like over 136 pounds and now you mm -hmm. can get them for you know a quarter of the price because South Africa has has made it not as officious I think before you had to get it from a doctor now it's a pharmacist just blah, mm. blah 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 so just check the details on the site yeah. yeah I saw that on the community circle thing on yeah. on Facebook where they're giving all of the travelers like the latest information about what you need to do and I know there was a big thing about yeah the test where can I go are we allowed to do this can they be sent to us can we do them at home does it have to be done so I think there's a lot of um well there's a lot of misinformation out there but there's also now a lot of clarity yeah about and it's what becoming you easier what can do. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so what news have you had in from expats around the world? Well, just really sweet. There was a there was a TV show this week in France called La Garden Road. And I had mm -hmm. a lot of French friends telling me, oh my goodness, we're in love with South Africa because of La Garden Road. And I was like, what is the Garden Road? And it turns out that that's what the French people are calling the Garden Route. Which is oh. which is crazy when root is actually a French word. So they've decided yes. to translate it into an English word in French. But yeah, and then and then I saw some articles as well where they were saying that La Garden Road should be considered equivalent to the Serengeti, the Okavanga Delta, and Victoria Falls, and that people should be traveling. And honestly, these French friends of mine were like, we never realized how beautiful South Africa was. And, and people who had no interest yep. in SA, um, one TV show, and they're like, we want to go visit. So that I mean, that area cool. is fantastic. I mean, if you think about um, from all the way from Sedgefield, Buff Buffalo Bay, Neisner, George, Plettenberg Bay, even further north. I mean, that is absolutely stunning. And by the way, while we're talking about coastal areas, I mean, this whole story with Shell and this, this sonar blasting. Have you seen what happened at the, the harbor in Cape Town where people have been mobilizing and refusing to allow the <laughs> they don't want the boat to come and dock in Cape Town it's on its way up to the wild coast and they reckon it's going to kill thousands and thousands of sea animals um, this thing that they're looking for oil and gas under the water by pulsing every what eight or ten seconds for the next I don't know how many months I mean I'm sitting there thinking the wild coast is already you know, I mean, like the, the, the wild coast has already been degradated so badly. I mean, the, the prehistoric forest just south of the wild coast hotel. I mean, there's hardly anything of it left anymore. Um, there's hardly any sea life. I mean, I went diving down there a couple of years ago, even just to go and see how bad the reefs were. Now, if that's going to happen as well, I mean, gonna, it's going to be a completely dead. It's going to be a graveyard. So I'm, I'm kind of like I'm getting very late onto the story, but I'm, I'm sitting and thinking, well, it, I don't think it really helps to go and boycott Shell petrol stations because I mean, those are sort of owned by specific people who happen to have a franchise. But I think we should really all get on board. The petition, I think, has had the biggest response it's to incredible. any petition going. So far, it has 221,000 signatures. And the only thing about the petition is that it's aimed at Barbara Creasy, who's South Africa's environmental minister. Yeah. Yet, as she has now pointed out, she's not the person who gave the – her department is not the department that gave the approval. So she has no say in this. Um, mm. It was the Mineral Resources Department. And it was done back in 2014, 2013, 2014. And that's mm. when they – had the public participation process and everything. But as Oceans Not Oil say, you know, and they're the ones who who have started the petition, as they say, you know, that was six, seven years ago. And nowadays, you know, global denial, denialism 
Mm. we're more aware of. Um, and so there should have been another public process now. Instead, suddenly on the 2nd of November, you know, after all these years, Shell just suddenly announced, ah, we might begin on the 1st of December. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to just say it once and for all, no fracking way, Shell. <laughs> Yeah, boy. Hell with that nonsense. Okay, so let's, oh, sorry, more news for expats. So we, we, we love the garden route. Well, the French love the garden route. We love the garden route even more. Um, oh, new shit. African nature based. Did you see the flooding this week, though? Sheesh. On the garden yeah. route. But there, there again, you know, there was, uh, as terrible as it was, you know, there was the good news story of gift of the givers immediately immobilizing. Yeah. And, and getting there. And, and I think it's a nationwide first. The South African Police Service actually contacted them and went in in collaboration with them. Um, That's fantastic. So, yeah, just saying, you know, the police could then focus on police stuff and and prevention while gift of the givers, they helped them get into these areas to be mm. able to bring mattresses, food, water, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's kind of like the fires down in Neisner a couple of years back as well. When was it three, four years ago? When was all those horrible fires down in that area? I had a couple of friends who actually lost everything in the fires who were living in that area. No, it's really, really hectic. So well done, South Africans, for coming together. Well done to, once again to Gift of the Givers, who we are very, very fond of. We think they're fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, so for president. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was saying this to a friend of mine who's um, my consigliere, and saying we should actually make him president of, the, of South Africa. Quite frankly, because he is a good guy. <laughs> I like doing things like that. Okay, so I was, you were saying about na- new African nature-based tourism. So I mean, tourism. Okay, so what this is about is it's an international platform that was started in April 2021 because they mm. saw that the whole of Africa lost like a 90% drop in tourism, in international tourism last year, which has had huge repercussions on the continent, including Mm. South Africa, you know, with things like up to 90% less conservation funds. So, you know, it's not just the people who own the hotels and the reserves, but it's, it's, it's the animals, it's everybody, you know, everybody and everything that, that has suffered. And so right now they're on a mission to raise 15 million. And what they're doing is they are sourcing benefactors from around the world to Mm -hmm. then channel the money to SMEs in South Africa and other countries in Africa that that need it. They've done over 500 surveys to find out where it's most needed, you know, where communities need it in order for Mm -hmm. communities to not turn to poaching. So it's a it's a fantastic initiative, and and if there's anybody listening who's got heaps of money, please go on SA People or just Google Let's search just send this podcast. African nature based <laughs> tourism. Oh, send it to Let's us. Just send, <laughs> it to, no, send it to Elon Musk. Yeah, <laughs> no, send the, the podcast to Elon Musk. Oh, Come uh, on, I'm saying send us the money, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, as long as I can get my car fixed, I'm happy with money at the moment. I must be honest; I don't need much, and I think many people could take. That as a <clears throat> good way of living, actually. Uh, all right. So we're talking about fire just now with uh, Neisner and what was, you know, um, it, they just seem to have so many disasters down, down in the, the garden route. Um, but anyway, so going a little bit more, the uh, dog saved 
Who's Phoebe? Oh, Phoebe is from Mitchell's Plain. And and, I mean, it was a terrible, again, some houses burnt down, a lot of people, you know, destitute. And in the Mm. midst of all the chaos of, you know, running out of their houses that were burning down, this dog, Phoebe, a female dog, ran into her home to look for her humans. And the humans were already outside. And luckily, the brother of the owner saw. So he ran into the house, risking his own life. And and then apparently, it was just a knock-on of everybody just putting this dog first. There, they just lost all their possessions. And all that mattered was saving Phoebe. And so they managed to get Phoebe to the Animal Welfare Center Society of South Africa. She has been badly burnt. She is going to require a lot, but they're Mm. on a mission now to get her home for Christmas. And so the Animal Society of of South Africa put out this fantastic um, feel-good story just saying, please, could South Africans help get Phoebe home? Oh, yeah. Well, that's lovely. Yeah. And you know, the family's name is The Gentles, which is just so apt. (laughs) I think that's lovely, and everybody can take a, a message from that as well. <laughs> be gentle. Yeah, be yeah. kind. Above all, be kind. It's not a difficult thing. It doesn't cost anything to be kind. And I think that's what, what was shown there, is that people just showing their innate kindness. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and talking yeah, about kindness, yeah. um, I mean, I, I always think <laughs> about the, the Cabbage Patch Wars. We're not talking about Cabbage Patch yes. dolls. We're talking about uh, the lovely gentleman who was growing cabbages on his pavement um, up in Ekurleni. And there's an update? There's an update. Yeah, he's posted it because I saw about a couple of weeks ago, everybody's like, does anybody have any idea what's happening with the Cabbage Patch Bandit? Because, you know, we, <laughs> his page has disappeared and we don't know what's going on. So anyway, what happened is the state dropped all of the charges because oh, really they shouldn't have brought any along in the first place. I mean, we, we had a discussion about it. 16 vehicles there wanting to arrest him, one and a half thousand rand fine. And saying that, but, but it's because they said that he was growing cabbages instead of like, you know, growing what they wanted him to grow on his back. Why shouldn't you? We're always promoting growing food. Food, food. food. Being and, self-sufficient. And and do you know if he's taken you up on your suggestion yet to just leave a little bit of space for people to say Oh, yeah, no, no, walk. he's done that. Oh, yeah. fantastic. So yeah. people can walk they, on the pavement and eat. Yeah. And I mean, apart from anything else, I mean, they, they also got all their wording wrong and they said, oh, no, it's a public servitude um, on that corner. There's a thing there that he was blocking, which was absolute nonsense, something like that. So, yeah, no, I mean, you know, as long as we've said, we'll say it again, if you're going to grow anything on your pavement, you need to have space for the public to be able to walk on the side of the, so they don't have to walk in the road. Although that doesn't seem to be a thing in most of the northern suburbs, you know, there's get off of my front garden, you horrible people. And I mean, I'll, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those things. So anyway, well done to the Cabbage Patch Bandit. I'm very happy about that. And I see you talking more about, I saw Aggie Ofenos's pictures and he also had a post up on Facebook about how people use filters and Photoshop their pictures, and especially when it came to pictures of the Aurora Borealis um, that he's seen online and stuff like that. But I mean, his his pictures are, are phenomenal that he does of Cape Town. Yeah, and untouched. I've known, I've known him since I was a teenager. Yeah, I know. He always <laughs> tells me. He's, um, he's just sent us some beautiful photos that we'll be putting up in the next day or two of King of the Air. You know, that was this weekend. It was, mm-hmm. it was won by a Kiwi guy, Mark Jacobs, on his birthday. So that was fantastic. And the good old, what do they call it? The Cape Doctor? Is, is that yes. the wind? It came up the wind, in yeah. the afternoon. Southeaster. Came up in the afternoon. So it was just brilliant conditions for kite. Kite? Kite flying. 
is that what it's called? Kite surfing? Kite what what? Yeah, yeah. Kite boarding? I don't know. Kite surfing. <laughs> I've just gone blank. But um, <laughs> in the water. And Aggie has sent us some, because we did a Reuters story on it, but Aggie has sent us some even better photos. So we'll, we'll put those up. And then other, other really good news was, was Henry Cock. I don't know if you saw, he has got a new Guinness World Record for running 133 half marathons yeah. around South Africa in 133 days. So the most marathons in consecutive days, most half marathons. So he's beaten Eddie Izzard. I don't know if Eddie Izzard did full marathons or half marathons. I can't remember what he did. I just remember he was just running all of these things on an, every single day, which is mad. Eddie Izzard speaks <laughs> really good French. So, so, so. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. That's one little nugget of information I will keep in my mind. I always okay. get in case I meet him. <laughs> yeah. I always meet him and say, oh, comment ça va? Bien, bien, merci. <laughs> him and Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper's French is awesome. So anyway, Henry Clark, back to our South African heroes, yes. he has raised one million rand for South African depression and anxiety group, SADAC, is that how you say it? Yeah, um, yeah. He's raised that with his half marathons. And I would honestly recommend anybody go on his page. His stories are so interesting because as he was running around, he would stop and he would go to the museums or the restaurants. He would he would find out local nuggets, you know. Mm. Um, so it's really, really interesting. And he raised this money and it was all because of a breakup that, you know, he himself Aww. went through depression and realized just what an incredible service the South African Depression and Anxiety Group do and how much they need. You know, they're a non-governmental organization. Mm. So no, absolutely. They, they do such incredibly good work. I worked with them quite a lot back in the day and I used to be one of the judges on their, their annual Christmas tree competition. And they'd have all these designers who had put together these Christmas trees and I got to, well, actually I bought one eventually because they auctioned them <laughs> off. So, I, and I still have it oh, and I still put it up every year. It unfortunately has like about four 400 baubles that go on it, which is quite a mission to set up. I, see, I keep thinking, maybe I should just go and put it up into the roof with everything on <laughs> instead yeah, of taking true. it all back down again. That's so true. And, yeah, and also, did thing. you see talking shows that um, Gert Jacob, Gert Jacobs, um, the yeah. South African fashion designer who teamed up with Barbie and created the, the yes. South African Barbie and all those beautiful costumes, they had a show with real humans wearing wearing the Barbie, Barbie clothes. Yeah, and, and it's such diversity in, in every shape and form. So it was, it was beautiful. beautiful. It's interesting that you brought those things together because Mark Jacobs, wasn't there a South African designer who went overseas as well who was called Mark Jacobs? I don't know if he was South African. I, I, I remember No, Oprah he was South African, a blonde him. guy. Yes, but he was South oh. African. He was originally from South Africa. I'm sure he was from that. And, and it was interesting that those two things came up in parallel now. Because oh. when I saw the Mark Jacobs name, I immediately thought of him. Of the designer, um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, on entertainment, okay. what can we look forward to seeing on the small box? Well, if you missed Adele's One Night Only, it, it, which was on Mnet this week and which trended mm. number one on Twitter, um, you know, it was moving people to tears. There's an amazing thing with a couple who, a surprise proposal, and we've got the story of behind the proposal on the site. If you missed it, it's going to be on, it was on again this morning, and it's going to be on again on Sunday, the 28th, November, mm. at 4 p.m. on Mnet. And then the other big news right now is that Showmax has got a special on, two for one, 
uh, for, only for people in South Africa and Africa, unfortunately, mm. no expats, from uh, Thursday the 25th of November until the 9th of December. It's a special Black Friday deal, but Black Friday week's deal, not just the day. Mm -hmm. And um, you buy one month and you get another month free. And they do say, we've got info on the site, but they do say that even if you're an existing member, you can mm -hmm. get the special deal. So someone like you. Ooh, yeah. Me, you, yes, You, you, you could be getting a month free. So... So yes. Find out more about it. I think because we talk about Showmax all the time that they should give me all of my stuff for free. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Come on, Lara. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on. All right. So we're getting to the end of all of our, our rundowns of um, what's happening around the world and um, here at home. But what have you got coming up? What, who are you interviewing that's interesting? What's coming up on, on SAPeople.com next week? I don't know if you remember Fikile Chele from Durban, who is of Zulu heritage and yet cannot speak Zulu. And it turned out to be, you know, she was a Miss South Africa entrant. Mm -hmm. um, she didn't, she didn't win or anything, but she was an entrant and she was adopted when she was a baby. She was, um, yes. she was abandoned basically mm. as a baby and, and then very kindly brought up by an Indian family and people are very rude to her for not speaking Zulu or whatever and they don't know the story behind her. Anyway, she's very compassionate and because of her own life experiences and has now come up with a new campaign that is called... Um, Man, you rock. Mm. And she's actually highlighting some stories about men and the abuse that some young guys go through, etc., etc. So it's really interesting, and, and we'll have more on that this week. Fantastic. And we can just get rid of that whole thing. I always, when they brought that whole thing up, I just put not all men are trash. So that was my take on it anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and that's what she should just learn to say, and then she'll be fine because then everybody will think she's completely fluent. Uh, <laughs> and Jenny's just looking at me like going, <laughs> Melanie, 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 life is but a dream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for us for this week. And um, don't forget, if you have an interesting story that you'd like to share with the rest of South Africa and the world, of course, and with us, more importantly, so we can discuss it. Oh, and by the way, I just want to uh, give you a little heads up. Do tune in next week because we're going to be having a surprise guest joining us. It's going to be a real groove. Please do go along to sapeople.com or onto the Facebook page and go and send your story in. If you've got pictures, if you've got anything from wherever in the world you are, we would love to hear from you and you and you and from Jenny, of course. <laughs> Jen, have a fantastic week. We'll catch up with you again next time. Thanks, Mal. Bye. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.